I'm Maddie Orton, and you're listening to the Jersey Arts Podcast. Crossroads Theatre Company's upcoming production of Chicken and Biscuits is about coming home. The play itself is a comedy about a family reuniting, and it will run over the holidays as many of us head home to celebrate and hopefully catch some theatre with family and friends. It also feels like a homecoming of sorts to returning artistic director Ricardo Kahn, who co-founded Crossroads Theatre Company in 1978 and is working with one of his early collaborators, the talented Linda Gravat. I had the pleasure of talking with Rick about the show, his return to Crossroads Theatre Company, how the organization began, and what lies ahead. Take a listen. So Rick, let's start with the current show that's going up very soon, Chicken and Biscuits. I missed it while it was on Broadway, and it's it's so nice to be able to see it nearby my home at Crossroads, which is a place I love and uh, go back with for a while. I know you do, and I'm so glad, <laughs> and it's good, it's good to be with you too, Maddie. Um, but yeah, Chicken and Biscuits is, first of all, it's a show. We start on the 21st of December, and we go until the 31st and actually the 31st is our closing and a big new year's eve celebration so those who come get food and they get to celebrate after the show they get to meet oh, the, that's so the cast. cool uh, and there are also fireworks right outside of our building in new brunswick so oh it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a really great night but it's it's also a wonderful show it's a show that is contemporary. It's about today and about uh, folks of all ages uh, today, but it's told by a young writer, uh, Doug Lyons, and it is, uh, it's a comedy. It's a joyous, funny, good time show at a time I thought we needed it. I was going to say, it sounds like it might not because it takes place around a funeral, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> like it's a great it's time a, at the funeral. A, it, it, it's a black funeral, so it, it's um, I mean, it, it's a celebration. It's when family comes together. It's 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 That's when <laughs> drama happens, and in this case, the drama is pretty funny. So, so the funeral is really just the, um, what brings people together and the comedy comes from what happens when they come together. And you know what? It doesn't matter who you are, you come and you're going to relate, you know, whether you're black or white or, 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 or gay or straight or, or older or younger, um, you're going to relate. It's not religious. It is, uh, it's about, uh. Thanksgiving, right? About coming together, about having some chicken and biscuits, about having uh, a time to put away all of the chaos of the outside and and uh, and and bring it together in love, and that's what the show is about. Also, so relatable during the holidays. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that experience of coming oh, home, yes, a little yeah. bit of chaos. A lot of love, hopefully. Now, how did you come across the show? Did you see the off-Broadway or Broadway production? No, I didn't. I, I, I was told about it, and then I asked for the script. I read the script, and and uh, then I thought about it a little more. It, I was on a train, and by the time the the, I, the train trip was done, I thought this, this would be great. And I was trying to figure out, well, what was it about this show that really was hitting me so much. And it was, it was the fact that I have had, like all of us, a really tough time in these last two years trying to sort everything out. And sure. 
And I thought, well, this is like a homecoming. This is a reunion. It's something we haven't had in over two years. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about live theater and coming together in a way that just allows you to laugh and cry and, and, and just in, have fun with other people, whether you know them or not. By the end of the show, you're going to know them in the audience. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the show itself, you brought on director Linda Gravatt. Have you guys worked together before? Oh, yes, quite a bit. She goes way back at Crossroads. Uh, at, at Maddie, you're young, but, <laughs> you know, the first uh, building of Crossroads was not on Livingston Avenue. Oh, it was, I know. It was on Route 18 when it wasn't even, I don't even know if it, they called it Route 18, but it was um, in an old uh, abandoned sewing factory. That's where we started Crossroads. And, oh, my gosh. And, uh, and Linda Gravatt was uh, an actor in some of the shows back then. And then she was also a part of a, a, a women's group we had called Sangoma. Uh, and, and that um, she and uh, Sidney Mahone, who was our literary manager, hmm. th they started working on this, on, on Sangoma. And it, it just grew into really an international program that we loved. But I remember Linda Gravatt from back then. And then other stuff she's done since then. And she was directing at Crossroads. After I had left, she directed and we did uh, other stuff together. This is the first time I am actually back at Crossroads with Linda directing. So it was something I really wanted as, as a person who I knew she was a, a great friend, but also a great talent. And I, mm. just, I just wanted, uh, I wanted her here. For anybody who might not know her name off the top of their heads, you know, mm -hmm. she's a she's a Broadway person, off mm -hmm. Broadway, film, mm -hmm. um, television, television. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it must be just such an exciting thing for people mm -hmm. to get to work mm -hmm. with her. And this is a great group of people, Maddie. The, the cast is excited they're, they're, They It's like a it's, it's like a love feast every every uh, rehearsal with mm. Linda, but, uh, you know, Ashley Nicole Baptiste. And, um, huge fan, huge yeah, fan of hers, right, personal yeah. friend. <laughs> I know Deja Anderson Ross uh, has joined us, um, uh, Candace McCoy, Eddie Blackman. People also know him as uh, Eddie Murphy, but not that Eddie Murphy, but <laughs> this our, our Eddie Murphy. Uh -huh. And then uh, George Roberts, Inga Ballard, Madison McBride, and Matt Dengler. Uh, and together, these eight people make up this, this really diverse and uh, fun cast. That's great. And you know, I love an ensemble show. Mm -hmm. For me, that's like, if I can see an ensemble comedy, that's like my favorite night at the theater. What is it you like the most about that. I just love watching people play off of each other, mm -hmm. you know, and when mm -hmm. you can see, I mean, you tell me if you feel this way, but mm -hmm. when I can see however many people on stage and everybody has a relationship with the other person mm -hmm. and they're all existing in this bizarre scenario, mm -hmm. that's like my favorite mm -hmm. type I of think, theatrical Yeah, concert. And I think that, I, I think you're absolutely right about chicken and biscuits because well, oh my God. I mean, everybody knows this person they're coming to celebrate, right? Sure. So that means 
they may or may not know each other. They may think they know each other, and then they find out differently. And then there's some really crazy surprises in the show as well in terms of people coming in. So there's that sense of ensemble and people knowing each other in this show, even when they think they know each other and they don't. So, uh-huh. so the whole thing becomes a discovery of, of, of fa- folks in the family you took for granted. But it, hmm. in fact, um, uh, you have a lot to learn about them. And then, of course, there's, you know, there's, um, there are Jew- there's a Jewish character in the show who's never s- set foot in a, in a church before. And I don't think he set foot in a synagogue before. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. And then there's the, you know, and, and, and um, you know, his, his lover, his partner is, is one of these, is the son of the guy who mm. uh, they're celebrating. And they haven't come out yet with the family. Hmm. And they show up together. So it's... And then there's more. <laughs> there's more. It's 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 um it's what we need right now. You talked about returning to Crossroads yeah. for you. I mean, this is also kind of a homecoming, right? It As is. a co-founder, it seems I keep coming back. It's a, you know <laughs> it's like that Godfather quote. It's like, Every no, time I think I'm out, I, they keep they just. <laughs> so where, when did you come back to Crossroads? What brought you back? Well, you know, I left Crossroads in, in, towards the end of 1999, around this time, actually, in the year. And, oh, and we, were doing, um, we were doing a musical called Play On, and it starred Leslie Uggams oh. and, uh, and, and Stephanie Mills. And they were, oh my God. It, you know, and it was directed by Andre DeShields. And oh it was, my God. And that was the last, that was the last Crossroads show I had done. And, and, and then I was on a plane to Trinidad where I was going to live for a year and then figure oh. out what I'm going to do after that. So when I left, the day I left Crossroads with my last plant in my hand from my office, uh, play on was playing on. It was it was a matinee. <laughs> and wow. I said, well, I left when the music was still playing and I loved that. And of course we had just won the Tony Award. So sure. it was a Best good time. Theater. Yeah. So it was a good time to go and uh and explore the stuff I've I've never done before but always wanted to and and different cultures in the Caribbean and then South Africa. And that's what I did um for a while. And then the, sh- the, the theater closed, and from the background, that was about a year later, and from the background, I helped them get back up and going, and during that time, met Marshall Jones. And Marshall, Marshall Jones, also one of my You know Marshall, people. I know. My mentor from Rutgers, I <laughs> yeah. love him. He's a mentor to many people, and he was doing that and Crossroads at the same time uh, after I, I brought him in, and he was there for, for, for quite a long time. I was doing, during that time, I started writing also. And one of the shows that I, I did was Fly about the Tuskegee oh. Airmen. And then I did another piece, and that's where I met you. That was Satchel Page and the Kansas City Swing, right? Yeah, great. And then after that, I did a play called uh, Freedom Rider. Mm. So Marshall and I had talked about bringing Freedom Rider to Crossroads for a long time. And then finally in 2020, 
we did and and, and uh, went into rehearsals, all of that. And then that was also around the time Marshall uh-huh. said, Rick, I'm leaving Crossroads. Aww. So, and then came the pandemic. So we never did it. So the, the point being that at that time, I thought, well, what's going to happen to Crossroads and where is it going to go if Marshall's not there? And who's going to produce my show, Freedom Rider? <laughs> and, and, um, and, and, and I think that's around when the board asked me, could I come back and help them through that year? Even though we were online, it was a wonderful, fun year for me because I was wow. doing stuff we never did before online and we were reaching audiences all over the world. Uh, I, I said yes. I came back to do that and, and, uh, and, and I'm still here now. You know, it's, it's nice to hear any sort of silver lining to pandemic insanity, you know, that you were reaching new audiences is such a nice way of one nice outcome from that. I think so. I, I think I, I mean, I, I look back on those times that forced us to find different ways, but you're talking about different ways to uh, communicate to people all over the world. Uh, I, I think Zoom Zoomed during that time. And, <laughs> and uh, we did a lot of Zoom theater and whatever, what have you. And while it was not our favorite way of doing theater, it was the only way at that time of yeah. connecting with other artists. So yeah, that was that was interesting because it, it it allowed us to reach the rest of the world. I mean, why not? And and uh, in fact, Marshall and I did during that time a series called um, uh, Stream On, which was uh, streaming plays and artists, ten oh. minute plays from around the world. Wow! It, 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 just trying to connect and find out well. In Mumbai, are you going through what I'm going through here in Hoboken? Things like that. Uh, and, and we were able to, 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 to find those. But that time was also uh, turmoil in the streets, too. And what was going on uh, with, you know, Breonna Taylor and, and George Floyd and everything in reaction to that. So as a, a society, we, I know things opened up for us in terms of our eyes and I'm here at Crossroads because I want to discover the meaning of those, those discoveries and how we can somehow share those thoughts and stories on stage. When you co-founded Crossroads originally, mm. and what year was that, Rick? 78. 78. Mm-hmm. Was part of the idea behind founding Crossroads to sort of, you know, explore stories around social justice and, and areas like that? And this sort of is a whole new time to look at that through different eyes or? Yeah, it, it was really, honestly, it was, it's like asking a kid, why do you play ball? You know, <laughs> it's because it's, it's what you did. Sure. And when when Lee Richardson and I came out of out of Mason Gross, uh, what we did was what we were trained to do, which is uh, actor as actors and and directors, and coming out of school saying, "Okay, now we're totally trained." And you go out there and you find that the roles out there were so limited and limiting to people of color. Sure. And uh, and 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 that the the images of black people in America were so negative at the time. Hmm. The thought was, well, why not do, why not 
created a place where we can do our work well and, and, and be able to present positive images of who we are as black people and to show that black life and black culture is relevant to everybody. So it should be shared by everybody. It should be a part of everybody's uh, world, just like American history encompasses black history we wanted to bring a, a whole different uh, experience to people and bring them all together. And that's where we got our name, Crossroads. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I never, I never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But, but in reality, we wanted to do our work. We wanted to do <laughs> what we knew, what we were trained to do. We wanted good roles, not just pimps, prostitutes. Oh gosh, you know, we wanted yeah. good roles. So you would have been in your, what, mid-20s? Like, it was right after? I was, I was eight years old. <laughs> what an actor. What's your next question? Time. What's your next question? <laughs> this was going to be a compliment, by the way. But <laughs> so you were, you were two years old. In yes, I was two years old. 1978. Mm -hmm. You were one and a half years old, just mm -hmm. out of preschool. Mm -hmm. And you were... <laughs> I, that's a really big undertaking for for two actors to form a company. Mm -hmm. I guess we were like 25. And, you know, I think because I was in school, undergraduate for four years. And then because I got my degree in acting and directing, it was a double MFA. So oh, it took wow. me so it took me four years to go through that as well. Wow, that's yeah. a cool degree though. I didn't know they did that. I love it. They that. don't anymore. They huh. don't anymore. But it was it was double. I had to do two theses. I had to do more work and be there longer um, one wow. extra year. But I, I think that the uh, the point is you you have this at that at that time, a twenty year old or a twenty five year old was was raised to go change the world hmm. there, you know we didn't we weren't raised in this uh period of well you know do whatever you want without making a choice right it's like you had to make a choice you couldn't be on the fence were you for the vietnam war or against the vietnam war you couldn't just say i don't know were mm. you were you for civil rights or against civil rights? Were you for Malcolm X or were you for Martin Luther King? Were you going to, um, you know, when you're when you were drafted, you're going to go to to to, to war? Or are you going to go to Canada? You know, I, I mean, all of these things, these elements of that time, caused you to choose, and so you were in a constant state of decision making and movement some way, one way or another, but forward. And Crossroads was was simply a, a decision to do it our way. I mean, I think that's incredible. But, I, you know, it's also incredible to me because you studied theater, you studied mm -hmm. directing, mm -hmm. but nonprofit organization work is its own thing, you know, and then it's management and it's casting and all this stuff that you probably had to learn on the fly, right? We did. We did. I mean, we learned as we went. We did not. We didn't have a casting director in the beginning. We didn't have um, a business manager or anything like that in the beginning. We had to learn all of that. I was more of the person who 
you know, basically Lee loved acting more than he loved directing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then he learned directing. I loved directing and producing more than I loved acting at the time. But we all, but we did it all. And Mm -hmm. part of the producing for me was not wanting to be beholding to anybody else. Uh, Sure. Whatever it is. So, so if you're going to do it, do it yourself. And that's what I would do when I was growing up in, in Camden, in South Jersey. Uh, and we would do shows on the streets and block wow. off the streets and do plays. But it was, it was, um, it was doing, it, uh, doing it our own way and doing it ourselves. So as we uh, started, the only thing we knew was we got to do this. And then we learned as we went. How did you get that building space, the one on 18? Because I know people, I was not there, but my mm-hmm. parents went to that mm-hmm. space. And I know that you have a, or at least in the old Crossroads building, there is a portrait, right? Of that space, the original space in the building? Uh, yeah. Before we left the old building, the first building, I commissioned an artist, Leroy Campbell, to actually paint the space hmm. and, and paint it in a way that, that, that would bring us memories of, of who we were at our root. And, uh, and that's that, yeah, that's what he, what he did. I don't know where it is now. It, it may be in the offices or somewhere, but mm. it was a pretty big painting and his style is to, to do figures who all have like, um, like lollipops. They have like a a, a, a thin <laughs> right. neck, right. right, and then one, I remember that. and yeah. one ball for a head, and the and and the ball of the head was they were all black, uh-huh. but the all of the all of the the bodies were all different colors. Interesting, and what yeah. and I think that's what he was trying to say is that there's a black culture here, but embodied by everybody. Well, you know, my, my favorite thing about that painting is you would see um, audience members, you know, trickle in before the show. Mm. And without fail, every time I was in that space near that painting, I would hear somebody go, I remember that building. I remember those stairs. Mm-hmm. I remember blah, blah, blah. And whenever mm-hmm. I would go with my parents, they also are those patrons who point out the pictures. Yes, I was yes. there. And it's so nice because I think people you know, you have a kinship and a love with an organization. And then when you see the organization grow, it's almost Mm. like it's exciting to be the person who says, you know, I was there when it first started. I I saw that building. I was there. And and now you guys are in a a brand new building, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. New Brunswick Performing Arts Center. Yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous building. The facilities are amazing. It's state of the art in every way. And you walk in and you say, wow, it's just, it's just a gorgeous place to be. And there's a lot of glass. So you could see out onto the, mm. the monument, uh, monument square and, and, uh, and, and people on the outside, especially in the evening when the lights are on can see wow. inside and what's going on. So I, I think a performing arts center should be alive like that. And I think they did a great job in being able to uh, portray that. What do you have coming up in the spring that people should look out for? Well, in the spring we're doing, first of all, we're doing the Genesis Festival in April. And sure. that's that's been going on for a long time. And that's uh, a new play reading festival. And then after that, in May, June, we're turning one theater, the smaller theater, into a jazz club, right? And in that jazz club, 
we're going to be doing three productions. One, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, oh. right, which is, uh, you know, Billie Holiday. And That's then great. we're bringing in, oh, my God, an amazing artist, Samara Joy, who is uh, going to be doing a tribute to Sarah Vaughan. Oh. And then after that production, we're going to be doing a production that is uh, a tribute to Nina Simone. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so that's all going to be in that one theater. And at the same time, while that's happening, in the larger theater, we're doing a brand new play uh, that is is written and performed by Divinity Rocks. And Divinity Rocks was Beyonce's bass player, right? Oh, wow. And and at one time musical director. So when I met her last year, I said, "Well, is there a story there?" She said, "Yeah." So this is her story. She's wow. a young artist, an incredible performer, a, a female bass player, and and um, and and this is this is her story, and it's called "Star Child: The Ballad of Debbie Walker." So all of this stuff is happening at Crossroads at the same time in what we call the Crossroads Festival Theater. I can't wait. This uh, is yeah. so exciting. Well, I, I'm going to mark my calendars. Okay. Uh, Rick, thank you so much for coming on the thank podcast. You, it's such a pleasure always. I, I love it, and it's great to see you again. Chicken and Biscuits runs from December 21st through the 31st with big closing performance on New Year's Eve. For more information on the show, visit CrossroadsTheaterCompany.org. That's theater with an R-E. If you liked this episode, be sure to give us a review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, as well as links to related content and more about the arts in New Jersey, can be found on jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. The show was co-founded by and currently supported by funds from the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted, produced, and edited by yours truly, Maddie Orton. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. Special thanks to Ricardo Kahn. I'm Maddie Orton for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.